Well, hey, happy Easter, church. We are so glad to celebrate with you today the most important day in the history of the world, the day that Jesus rose from the dead. I wanna start out reading from Matthew chapter 28, one of my favorite Easter passages. It says, then the angel spoke to the women. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified, but he isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. I love that the angel said, remember what I have told you as if they were going to forget. But I love that we get to celebrate Easter every single year because it does give us an important opportunity to remember what we know. We know that Jesus is alive and so we have hope. It's so good, right? There are some people in this world who make big claims but then fail to back those claims up. And so a lot of us have gotten kind of skeptical, honestly. Like I can be skeptical. I don't really wanna you know, hear it until you prove it. And the thing about Easter is that Jesus proved that he was who he said he was and that he could do what he said he would do on Resurrection Sunday. So I wanna talk to you today about what the resurrection proves for you. First, the resurrection proves that Jesus is God. The resurrection proves Jesus is God. I think about how Babe Ruth, the famous baseball player, called his shot. He called his home run shot. And that's a big deal. It's impressive, but it's not impossible to hit a home run. Whereas Jesus, he made Babe Ruth look like child's play, like an amateur. He called his own death and resurrection. Matthew 16, verse 21 says, from then, on, from then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day, he would be raised from the dead. Jesus told his disciples exactly what was gonna happen. He said, I'm gonna die and rise again. Peter didn't like it, the Bible says. Peter tried to pull Jesus aside and tell him like, no, Lord, that's a bad plan. And Jesus actually had to rebuke Peter. He said, get behind me, Satan. Not what you wanna hear from Jesus. Jesus told Peter, you know, humanly speaking, it seems like a bad plan. But from God's perspective, it's exactly what he intended. God always intended that Jesus would die and rise again. And this is what proves Jesus is God. It proves that he's God. It says in Romans chapter one, verse four, and he was shown to be the son of God when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Sometimes people ask us Christians, now, how is it that you can believe you're right and everyone else is wrong? Because, you know, Ryan, there are so many world religions. How is it that you think you're right and that they're all wrong? And I, I just want to say to you, it's not that we think we're right. It's that we know we're right. Because Jesus has actually risen from the grave, something that no other religious leader has ever done or will ever do. And we know that it would only be possible for this to happen 
if Jesus was God. Otherwise, there would be a 0% chance that this would actually be possible, but his resurrection proved it. And if you're at home today watching this message and you're struggling to believe that Jesus actually did this, that he actually rose from the grave, I wanna challenge you to go and research it. Go investigate this for yourself and you'll find the evidence for Jesus' resurrection is overwhelming. It actually takes more faith not to believe that he rose from the grave. There are many world religions, but only one risen savior. The resurrection proves Jesus is God. Second, the resurrection proves God has accepted you. Proves God has accepted you. I think about how recently a lot of small businesses are applying for that payroll protection plan the government has rolled out. And it's great, but what we've heard is that a lot of businesses have applied, but very few have had their applications received and processed. And so a lot of small business owners are still feeling nervous, as I'm sure you understand. Because it's one thing to be promised help. It's one thing to request help, but it's another thing entirely to receive it. Because of our own sins, we were spiritually bankrupt and unable to save ourselves. We could never pay our own spiritual debt. But we're encouraged by 1 Peter chapter 1. It says, For you know that God has paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And the ransom he paid was not mere gold or silver. He paid for you with the precious lifeblood of Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb of God. So it's awesome that Jesus paid the price for our freedom. But how do we know that God has accepted this sacrifice? And then you have to ask yourself this. How do we know that God has accepted us? We actually have confidence that God has accepted us because of the resurrection. It says in Romans 4, 25, he, Jesus, was handed over to die because of our sins and he was raised to life to make us right with God. His resurrection proves that God has accepted the sacrifice of Jesus as sufficient to pay the price for your sins and it proves that God has accepted you as his child. So... This is good news. Maybe you're struggling to believe that God could actually accept you. Maybe you feel unworthy of God's love. But the fact that Jesus rose again, it proves God has accepted you. And that's good news. That is so good for us because whoever God accepts, he can never reject. He has accepted you perfectly because of Jesus. Here's the next thing. The resurrection proves death is defeated. And this is so good for us right now, isn't it? Because death has always been a part of human existence, but because of where we live here in America, we've been very safe and isolated from a lot of the suffering in the world. We've been confronted by death much less than most societies throughout history. But today, more than usual, sickness and death is on our mind, isn't it? You can barely turn on the television or grab your phone without coming across some rising death count from somewhere. And this has shaken many people. And I just want to be honest with you and keep it real today. It should. There are some of you watching today, death should scare you. Because until you overcome death, you're essentially on a sinking ship. Jesus understands death because he's actually been there and done that. He died. He died on that cross. 
Some people don't believe that he actually died, but medical doctors have confirmed beyond a shadow of a doubt no one could go through half of what he went through and live. He was beaten senseless. He was flogged to a bloody pulp, which would have killed many people by itself. He was nailed to a cross. And then the Roman guards stabbed a spear up through his side, which pierced his heart. We know it pierced his heart because blood and, and clear fluid that surrounds the heart in the pericardial sac poured out of his side. It shows Jesus was dead, let alone being stuck in a tomb for three days without medical care. He was dead, but the grave could not hold him down. That's what we're celebrating today. It says in Revelation 1 verse 18, Jesus is speaking. He says, I am the living one. I died, but look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and the grave. I love this. He's the risen one. He holds the keys. And keys are a symbol of authority in scripture. Just like you have the keys to your house or your apartment, you have the keys to your car. So you can control those things and use them as you see fit. Jesus has the keys to death and the grave. Here's what this means. The moment that you place your faith in Jesus Christ to save you, your eternity is secured. When you die, your body might go in the ground for a little while, but the Bible teaches us your spirit will immediately go to heaven. That means anyone who believes in Jesus receives an exemption from death. Jesus said, anyone who believes in me will live even though they die. And I want you to know if you're joining with us today, this Easter and you're living in fear of death, you can escape that fate. It says this in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 20, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead he is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, and anyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. So here, here's the thing. A lot of people will choose to reject Jesus Christ as Lord. That's just the sad truth. And when you choose to reject Jesus, you actually choose to reject life. You choose death when you reject Jesus. You have to ask yourself, why would anyone do that? Why would anyone choose to reject life and instead pick death? death. That'd be like you're in a burning building and you tell the firefighters to stay away, leave me alone. Wow. Who would do that? Right. You don't have to go that way. You don't have to accept that faith. You can choose Jesus and receive victory over death. Now we know that our spirits go to heaven when we die. And the Bible says that when Jesus returns again, those of us who trust Jesus, we're coming back with him. We're coming back with him in glory. The Bible says, when you, when you come back with Jesus, you're gonna receive a glorified body that can never die. First Thessalonians four says, for since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him the believers who have died. So you're coming back, you're gonna receive a new body, which is indestructible, can't be affected by sin or sickness or disease. You're not gonna get old. You're not gonna ever hurt. You're not gonna have to worry about a virus. You're not gonna have to watch your weight or lose your hair or trim hair somewhere you don't want it. Your perfect body is gonna be perfect. It's exactly what we've always longed for. And so here's the thing. We're living in a world where people are dying every day. And I'm pleading with you today, choose life. Yes. 
I'm trying to scare you not to death, but to life. Jesus' resurrection proves that death is defeated and you can have victory over death. Aren't you grateful for that victory? I'm so grateful. Here's the next thing. The resurrection proves God's power. I remember a a year or so ago, we were getting ready to have our regular Sunday PM services. And at our Mesa campus, we lost power. And so the lights went out. It was summer. The air conditioning stopped working and it got really hot. The loudspeaker system didn't work. So nobody could hear anything. It just showed you how much we need power. Right now, I'm thinking about how so many people in our nation and in the world feel powerless. Like you feel powerless because of our current situation. Like some of you, you want to work, but you can't. You feel powerless. Or you want to travel, but you can't. You feel powerless. Or you want to make things go back to normal, but you can't because you feel powerless. This just highlights an important truth that we all need to accept. A life without Jesus Christ is a powerless life. And nobody is exempt from this, even the rich and powerful. They found that riches can fade away and and, and even rich, powerful people currently are are in hiding. They're also self-distancing and nervous about this virus. We find that there's only one way to receive power. It's through a God who is all-powerful. And I think about how a lot of us who have struggled with different self-destructive behaviors throughout our life, we have found that, man, oftentimes I just feel powerless to stop. I feel powerless to control myself and and do the things I want to do or not do the things that I know are going to hurt me. But there is a way to receive the power that we need. Romans 8 verse 8 says, that's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. But you, Christians, are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the spirit if you have the spirit of God living in you. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Okay, so the spirit of God who had the power to raise Jesus Christ from the dead, raise a three days dead body lives in you. If God could raise Jesus from the dead, you can bet your last roll of toilet paper that he has the power to help you overcome sin in your life. He can give you the power you need to live boldly for Christ. Actually, next week, I'm going to start a series about the Holy Spirit. And so I want to invite you to join us next week for this teaching. You're going to learn how to receive the power you need. Because, man, you cannot overcome sin in your own power. But the Holy Spirit gives you power to overcome sin. The Holy Spirit will give you the power you need to forgive people who have hurt you. That's something that we all need help with sometime. I'm thinking about how Jesus on the cross cried out, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. But he could only do that because he had the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, he wants you to have the power to live boldly for him. And you can have that through the Holy Spirit. The resurrection of Jesus proves that this is a power worth having. I want you to know, church, you are not helpless. Jesus has given you power. Aren't you grateful for that? Let's celebrate that right now. I'm grateful for the power we have. I think about how when the disciples found Jesus had risen from the grave, we know that they were filled with joy. They were celebrating. They were relieved. But the Bible tells us that those emotions of celebration did not last long. 
Soon they were struggling with some of the same doubts and fears. It says in John 20, verse 19, that Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. So think about that. Jesus rose on Sunday morning, but it was just a few hours later, they were afraid again. You would think they would have had the confidence knowing Jesus had risen from the grave not to be afraid of the Jewish leaders. Like, man, you know, if Jesus can defeat death and bust out of a tomb, probably don't need to be worrying about the people who don't like me. But we're human beings. And oftentimes it doesn't take long for our current conditions to affect our confidence. I know for me, like this last week, I felt all the emotions, sadness and happiness and anger and, and frustration. I felt all these different emotions and I felt crazy. And I actually am starting to think maybe I am a little crazy, but you probably are too. That's okay. But it's easy for us to struggle knowing, yeah, we know Jesus has risen from the grave. We believe that. We trust him. We know God is good. But a lot of times we'll start to struggle on Sunday evening with the same doubts and fears. Some of us are right now kind of like the disciples, hidden behind locked doors, sequestered in our homes, isolated from our friends, struggling with doubt. Yeah, we're celebrating Easter today, but maybe you're struggling today with doubt and fear. And I wanna encourage you today with what happened in scripture. It says in John 20, verse 19, suddenly, wherever you're at, just say suddenly. Suddenly. That quickly, suddenly Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. And as he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. And they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Man, I know this last week has been challenging for some of us. And there have been times where, man, I've been upset and I've been nervous. And I know maybe you felt that way too. I've heard from some of you that you've struggled with fear and anxiety because of what's going on in our world. But the great thing about having a relationship with Jesus Christ is that he comes through right when we need him, like he did for the disciples. They were nervous. They were scared. They were hiding behind a locked door. But what we find with Jesus Christ is that even when you're on lockdown, he's not locked out. He showed up suddenly. He showed up suddenly in that moment and he spoke life to them. He spoke peace to them. And that's what he does for us. He'll just show up in your life when you feel like you're about to be overwhelmed and he'll speak peace to your spirit. So let him do that for you today, wherever you're at. If you need help, call on the Lord. Let him fill your lungs with the breath of God. Let him fill your heart with the love that God has for you. Let Jesus fill you with the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the same power that has raised Christ from the grave. And that power is available to you. I'm grateful for this. Wherever you are at today, I want to encourage you that the resurrection of Jesus Christ, it proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that you have hope. It proves Jesus is God so we can trust him. It proves that he's in control. It proves that we're accepted by God and that we have the power we need to live for him. I'm grateful that the resurrection of Jesus Christ, it proves, it proves that we're saved. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Man, maybe it's hard for some of us to believe that, but his resurrection proves it's true. 
Maybe you're at home today and you're receiving this message and you know you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you want the kind of hope that we're describing, the hope that's only possible through faith in Jesus. Maybe you're hearing what we're talking about, about our debt and how we can't pay that debt uh, and that we wanna be right with God, but we can't achieve righteousness through our own effort. I need you to understand that you can only be saved and made right with God through Jesus. You can only receive the power you need to live for him him through Jesus. You can over, only overcome the fear of death through Jesus. Yeah. And so if you're ready to accept him as your Lord and Savior, I just want to lead you in a prayer right now, wherever you're at. Just bow your head and close your eyes and just pray this with me. If you mean it in your heart, God will hear you. Just say, God, I need you. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. I accept this gift. I believe in my heart that Jesus has risen from the grave as a promise that I can too have eternal life through him. I accept this, Lord. I wanna follow you, Jesus, from this day forward. Help me, Lord, to obey your commands. Help me to honor you with my life. I thank you for loving me perfectly and for calling me your friend. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, listen, if you pray that prayer, we celebrate with you wherever you're at. And we wanna help you, man, in this journey. We're here for you. So just comment right now, wherever you're watching, let us know you accepted Jesus and one of our, our pastors or leaders wants to pray with you. And as a church, we wanna help you in your faith journey. So we are excited what God has done for you, but we know this is only the beginning. God has great things in store for each and every one of us. And we can't wait to see what's next. We know that the best is yet to come. God bless you. Have a great day.